So, Casey, what are you doing on September 27th, about 9 p.m.? Can't really think of anything except for funeral stories live at the historic 41 Athens, Georgia. What? Shut your face. How excited are you? I'm super excited. And for anybody else that's excited, you can get your tickets at 40watt.com. Go ahead and buy those in advance. $8. $8 to hang out with us. Uh, we'll be there with the courtesans, badass drag queens, such babes. Um, they'll be sharing their funeral songs with us. Uh, and the booty boys. So we'll be having a inks, dance party. Inks, inks, it's going to be inks, a inks, night inks, of inks. death, drag, and dancing so please join us doors are at 9 p.m you can get your tickets at 40watt.com and we're gonna have a ton of merchandise available first 100 guests get gift bags full of things from our amazing sponsors like the graduate homemade southern brewing company true you southeast classic city confections sexy sue's couples boutique condor chocolates and i'll cheers to that please come guys Yes, uh, we definitely couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, and we certainly couldn't do it without you guys. So yes. come on and see us. Come. We love you guys so much. Come to the live podcast. We love you, mean it. We're back. We are back with Jace. Jace is still here, and we are super happy. Thanks for being here, Jace, and sharing your no, it's, it's shit really with us. It's really neat. Well, it's weird to say it's fun because it's not conventionally fun, but it's been. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all put the fun in funeral. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard that joke a, a time or two. Yeah. You mean by heard made? <laughs> you know what's really actually probably more embarrassing is I didn't even think of it until someone wrote it as the oh, headline wow. of a review on our podcast and I was like what the f- why didn't we ever think about this I'm pretty sure that's a joke in one of the Adams Family movies or something I'm sure I'm sure yeah no but yeah, yeah. Putting the fun in funeral. That should be like the. I should tell my uncle to change our family's monument company <laughs> to that. Bailey Monument Company, putting the fun in funerals. Yeah, because y'all have done hundred some years. weird monuments. <laughs> some crazy monuments. Be a different marketing strategy for yeah, sure. I'll, I don't say. know if South Georgia's ready for it. No, they're not. So, anyway, yeah, we're back with Jace and he has more stories. Yeah. Which I almost was like, good news, we're back with Jason. More stories, that's not what I meant. Yeah. But we're glad to have him here. And so recently, you know, we mentioned Facebook. And uh, I actually do see Jason person a good bit. (laughs) But, and I'm glad for that. But it's via Facebook that I realize when things have happened. Like right. big deal things have happened, mm-hmm. be them good nor or bad. Like when you the South by Southwest stuff was going on, like that was awesome. Oh, yeah. And I reached out to you then to yeah. be like, "This is fucking great. I'm proud of you." It's not all bad. It's not, mm-hmm. all, it's not bad. all bad. But when it is bad, I also have a tendency to reach out and, and ask you to be on a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird is when this his most recent loss happened, I didn't even go to the podcast. Yeah. Sethan was the one who was like, you should probably ask Jace to be on. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it does feel kind of intrusive, too, to be like, hey, will you come on in front of a microphone, put headphones on and talk about your fucking grief no. and loss? There's, 
there's a way that I think it could be misconstrued as exploitative, but that's not. I mean, you guys clearly aren't doing it like that. Yeah. Right. Thank you. For, oh, um, thank you. Yeah. And also, like, because it's not just like. It would be weird if you guys had like a lot of like traditional sponsors. Yeah. As much as it would be helpful. Yeah. I that think is it would, true. would also be a little bit more jarring for like for like me to listen back. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, because it would be almost like you sharing your stories. We're making money. We're profiting off of people's yeah well, grief and vulnerability. More, more, more just like the. The audio experience of going through all this heavy stuff and then being like, and now for a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Like, yeah. In general. Like, yeah. But it's not if to say we're against sponsors. That, you know, <laughs> if you ever decide you need money, I won't hold it against you. Also, I am your friend, so yeah. that's different. Well, I will but, say that we are happy to accept money on Patreon because we are yeah. in yeah. the red. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <Heads up. laughs> but mm. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, Completely. Like you're in the middle of a story and then it's, now let's take a break to hear about Talkspace. Yeah. <laughs> or or HelloFresh. Like, HelloFresh. Man, I was hanging out with some old friends recently and we stayed in a hotel room. It was a Bit Brigade was playing an anime convention in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends was like... Memocon? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's awesome. And uh, an old friend that I don't see very often just happened to be around and he hung out with us and stayed the night. And uh, we were like, he was like going through the tv channels in the hotel and one of them was like the forensic files like he was like oh man i love the show i like to fall asleep to it and we were watching i was like this is i'm i think i i know that i've kind of felt this way anyway before i personally had a good friend who was murdered but like now that i have actually gone through that experience i don't think i can watch things like that anymore so it's not because we got not into an argument but i was like I think it's really weird that this is like entertainment for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's not entertainment. It's just interesting. And I was like, well, I don't really know what the difference is, but also, mm-hmm. like, or he was more like, it's informational. And I was like, yeah, except it, it's the, it's the dramatic recreations that really got me. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I was like talking about what happened, like it something is. like making a murderer doesn't hurt my feelings, but yeah. they didn't dramatically recreate yeah. the events with actors. So yeah, that felt exploitative to me. I used to love watching, forensic files and investigation discovery and all those shows and then when i had when my best friend was murdered it no shit was probably i mean this he was murdered in 2006 we're 13 years later it was probably a solid nine years before i could watch anything like that because i have always had an interest in forensic science and Mm -hmm. things like that but I'm talking like even Dateline. I couldn't even watch like Dateline or 48 Hours because it felt, especially as we'll talk about that, like whole media coverage aspect when you're grieving. And so for me, I was like, these people, like I watch this and not only am I taken back to my thing, but I'm like, I'm already an empath. And so now I'm at a level of empathy that is unsettling to yeah. me. I mean, the, and the production values suck. It literally looks cheap. Oh, Forensic Files yeah. is one on so, HLN, one of the, which is where like they <laughs> yeah. mainly air all yeah. of them. It's, it's, and Seven and I used to like watch it every now and then. And it's just, yeah, the, it's in the voice that they have. Like, it's very like, Oh, oh yeah, no, that's why he likes like, it because he likes to fall asleep to it because the, the guy's voice is like David Attenborough to him. No, yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but I, I look the night I got the call that my best friend was murdered. I had rented that movie Fun with Dick and Jane, mm-hmm. and it's about them robbing banks. 
Mm-hmm. And I rem- I've never finished that movie. And I remember like anything with a gun in it for a while. Oh, I feel exactly that way right now. Scary. I, like, like, I just, really want to see John Wick 3, but I'm not gonna yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And you, yeah, I think that's normal. I really do. And I get, and I also think that your response to your friend that was watching the show was honest and raw and real. And I mean, it sucks that he... I mean, I, I'm sure he knew about your friend. We like, we didn't really argue about it. He totally, and he totally knew. So. Oh, so he turned it off? No, he didn't turn it oh. off. He just went to sleep and then I turned it off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, if that's the difference in you and me, because I would have. Like, I also didn't ask him to. I just told uh, him I thought it was weird. Oh, yeah. okay. Which is a little different. See, I would have yeah. made a big scene about it and left the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a better person than me. Sh- news alert. No. <laughs> Jesus is a better person. No, no, than no, no, me. no. no. <laughs> No, so that's actually a great transition into why we're here for part two. Right. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about your friend? Yeah, there. Um, there's an internet community. I don't think when people are like Reddit's a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a message board. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what that is, like, what it looks like, and what it like physically is, is something that's been around. On the oh. internet for twenty years or more. Yeah, yeah. and in fact, the, 90s, the creator, as long as the internet, the creator was um, arrested and tried for because he had created some program that basically took all the books from MIT or NYU or something like that and know. posted them online. And so he was tried, uh, like in a federal case, and he was sentenced to. I don't know. I'm th- and I could be wrong, but like. 40 to life in prison or something like that for distributing knowledge. And he, uh, Seth and could tell this way better, but he ended up killing himself. You're like, talking about the creator of Reddit? Mm-hmm. He was the creator uh, of Reddit. Yeah. Well, my point is that like, that's a Sorry. thing that's still around, but <laughs> yeah. like, but before that, there were this thousands of niche message boards that acted and, and looked kind of a similar way that's kind of fallen out of fashion as a thing in general. Are you talking um, about like, uh, Back, so back in the day, I still have a group of friends that are some of my closest female friends. We were on this message board called Lipstick Party back in the day. And the, I'm talking like 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I'm, it's probably like 30 of us now that still have kept in touch, but it was hundreds of us back then. And they like such close group of friends that they came to my sister's wedding in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So in the early 2000s, there was... One, uh, this message board called The Shiz that emerged, and it was, uh, it started off in, in Phoenix as a just a Phoenix music scene kind of mm. conglomerate thing for people to post about their shows and stuff. But one of the bands that lived there was called The Mini Bosses, and they were uh, one of the first bands that bothered to like record themselves playing um, old school video game music on rock instruments and put out albums and stuff. Awesome, it was like yeah. a really extremely niche nerdy thing to even yeah. want to do. And so a fan forum around just them specifically sprouted up as a sub forum on the shiz. And so lots of people like me were drawn to that just sitting there in my college dorm room, Googling, mm-hmm. you know, video game music yeah. to try to download and listen to. And, uh, and I met my friend, Sean, uh, Sean Babbitt on that forum, you know, I probably joined in like 2005. He had already been on it since, you know, for several years. And it was an interesting place. It is an interesting place. Um, I'm still part of it. It's still a thing I use every day because it expanded into a general forum mm-hmm. where in addition to video game music, we eventually would also 
have sub forums to talk about, you know, relationship problems and mm-hmm. political politics and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And so, um, but after like a decade goes by and you've still, you're still interacting with these people every day and they're virtual, you feel like they're part of your internal family, sure. your internal like mm-hmm. life clock. I get that. Um, and then eventually through the experience of going to video game music events, Bit Brigade starting to go on tour earlier this decade um i started actually getting to meet these people in person Mm -hmm. and uh sean in addition to being like one of the most gregarious and like like friendly and active people on the forum was also the most excited to actually travel around and go to concerts and he lived in las vegas and he would go as much as he could you know he didn't have a lot of money but he used a lot of his fun time money to, to travel around the Sea Bit Brigade and other bands. So was he in the band, or he was just a fan? Oh no, fan he was just a huge of, fan. Yeah, and okay, our cool, friend. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the, wait, but he wasn't in the mini bosses. He was, no, he was oh, just a he's fan. Just not, okay, but cool. he's, he was a musician in his own right, as so a lot of people on the board were. He yeah. was like you in the sense that he just was googling video yeah, game. Yeah, just okay. found it. Awesome. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, I got to put in a pretty good bit of FaceTime with him over the past several years, and. You know, uh, he, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like not to belittle the, the value or the friendship of any one other person other than him, mm-hmm. but it, like his, him dying in particular in any way would have mm-hmm. been extra devastating to the True. community. Hey guys, I'm here with fan favorite and honorary co-host Cameron Harrelson, the king of sitting with your grief. So what's new with you, Cam? Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back here at Funeral (laughs) Stories for just a quick shout out and catch up. I just wanted to let everyone know that while I have left the funeral business, which is sad, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's good too. Yeah. I have continued my work as an activist. I've actually started working as a member of the Athens Pride Board, and we work to create inclusionary and safe spaces in Northeast Georgia for LGBTQ people, and I'm really excited about that work. That's awesome. And you know I love Athens Pride, so. Oh, yes. Speaking of pride, I'm happy to let you and everyone else know that Funeral Stories has decided to donate a portion of the proceeds from ticket sales to our live podcast on September 27th at the 40 Watt to Athens Pride. Are you kidding? I promise. Uh, Casey, that's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. We're happy to do it. And we're actually able to do this because of some really, really great sponsors like True You Southeast. Have you heard of them? Now, you know, I like to act like I know everything, but I have to admit, I don't know who they are. Tell me more. That's okay. I really love them because they are a secular LGBTQ affirming practice that works with clients that struggle with anxiety, depression, gender identity, relationship stress, and existential spiritual concerns. God knows that I've had my fair share of them. So are they located here in Georgia? Yeah, they actually are. Okay, well, uh, let me pull out my phone real quick. I'm going to Google them, um, (laughs) and I'm sure you're going to tell everybody a little bit more about them. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Get to Googling, honey. So they see clients one-on-one in their Decatur office, but for residents outside of Decatur and in South Carolina, they also do video sessions, which is really nice and convenient, considering how hard it can be for in-person therapy sometimes. tell it. Mm -hmm. I know. They have a knowledgeable, understanding, and competent staff that has been extensively trained in working with our gay, lesbian, transgender, and non-binary community. 
Okay, yeah. So, like, I've spent some time sitting over here looking on their website, mm-hmm. and they really do seem like a good company. You know, it's important for me with the nonprofit work I'm doing Absolutely. to connect individuals with people like this. So, I know that on the podcast, you and Laura actually have talked a lot about the importance of self-care and mental health. So, this is really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, we always say that we're not professionals. We're mm-hmm. simply advocates. So, that's why I'm really, really glad to team up with a company like True You Southeast, especially because they also offer corporate training and education for other healthcare professionals. And we all know those are environments where more education regarding the lgbtqia community is definitely needed you can say that again (laughs) so if you need help sitting with your grief from people who are non-judgmental accepting and affirming this place seems amazing casey do you mind if i read this one blurb that i just found on their website real quick okay it says the simple act of sitting with someone and being heard seen and acknowledged is both powerful and affirming if you don't know what to say or how to start, that's okay. They gently guide the conversation. And if you need quiet time to simply think and ponder, that's okay, mm-hmm. too. Kind of sounds like what I said, but I love we love a good professional. Yes, amen. So <laughs> be sure to check them out at www.trueyouthsoutheast.com. Or call them at 404-800-7586. It's, I keep backtracking in my mind because it's hard to explain to people who've never been part of a niche internet mm-hmm. strong internet community that how real that is you mm-hmm. you feel like I, I i can relate in the sense that you like i've had to explain my friends from my board mm-hmm. to people and you feel like you almost have to over explain it to give it validity yeah because yeah. yeah. you don't want people to think oh that's just your internet friend that's weird and that's yeah. not at all what it is yeah. it's I mean, so much we also, connect to people in all different ways why is that any yeah different? well it's also the time of your life when you find these mm-hmm. people and how long they're there and, yeah, yeah. the things you share yeah the things you also you feel comfortable sharing more with mm-hmm. people sometimes at a oh, distance totally. and then yeah i think uh, it's it is true that you don't know know these people i mean it's or it's easy for people to project their persona online you know and mm-hmm. you never i mean we also uh, and how old are you, if you 36 know? okay so we also i'm gonna be 32 my sister's 36 we grew up in a time when the internet wasn't as quote-unquote scary as it is now I grew up with a computer in my room. It was really slow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and also, you you knew like your I, like your parents would tell you like don't ever tell them where your address is. But I remember being like super open on the internet and with with specific people that I didn't know. And it, it was just a different time. I mean, we're the only generation that grew up with like a landline in their home. And that was the only communication they had. And then a computer and then a cell phone. Like we're in this weird like area of this technology shift. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of had like the age of innocence on the internet almost to where you, you, you didn't feel like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to tell these people my deepest, darkest secrets and they're going to fucking con me into meeting them up and throwing me into a trunk. You know what I mean? Like, we were like the guinea pigs of chat rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think I I think what you're saying is other people that are listening will understand and there will be some people that don't understand it. Yeah. Well, our friendship was real. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I can't pretend that, you know, I knew everything that he felt and I... But, okay, I'm going to kind of like skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. At his memorial service, a lot of us got together the next day and we're talking about how we had this weird sense of, um, not not like the pain Olympics, but sort of just like gaslighting ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. is my grief real? Mm-hmm. 
am I just like exaggerating it to myself for catharsis? Mm. Like we all had that conflict that, uh, again, self-consciousness sort mm. of like being self-conscious about even accepting that the grief was real. Yeah. So that was made it great. Yeah. That made it really yeah. sort of psychedelic and yeah. more upsetting. Yeah. Almost, that we, we, some of us question if we really could own it. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. But in any case, you know, your, your, your grief is real. Yeah, very real. Yes, it is extremely yeah. real. Um, also, you but, knew things about him probably that other people that would have a day, not to say it's more or less, but no. you probably knew different things yeah. about him. Yeah, the like, forum, by mm-hmm. the time we had, like I said, by the time there were some of us that had been on it for more than a decade, it started to get pretty personal. People would talk about their family lives and yeah. their children and watching people grow from being like teenage dirtbags to fathers, you know. Um, that you don't that hang out completely. with every day. It's a cool <laughs> and really special experience. That's a big part of my life. Yep. So that's I all I really need understand. to say to explain that, I guess. To me, anyway, yeah. I completely understand it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also completely understand that, like, I'm having to explain to people, like, like my friend from the message board had a baby the other day, and and I've seen her maybe three times in my life face to face, and it was one of those things. Like, I was like, Seven, Janae had a baby, and he's like. That's awesome. Cool. And I'm like, no, I'm so happy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then yeah. another friend from the message board mother was shot by her schizophrenic son. Her brother killed. So, so like when these things happen, we come together as community. Yeah. And we raise money and we fuck when my sister got a divorce, the fucking community funded for her lawyer. And there's only 30 of us left. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I get what you're saying. And it is a very special niche sort of like thing that only a cup. I don't, I say a couple, but like there's probably more than you realize. A certain age group. Yeah. I feel like understands. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I want you to know that like your feelings are completely fucking valid. Yeah. It's unusual that for, I've, I haven't seen many internet communities since like web 2.0 that, <laughs> that feel intimate because it was, yeah. It was slow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Compared to now. Anyway, so, um, you know, we knew about his divorce from his wife that happened a few years ago and how they had a, a, a baby together. He's now three years old. And um, a lot of, you know, it was a heavy experience in his life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot, a lot, he wasn't a perfect person. Um, he wasn't a bad guy. But, you mm-hmm. know, there reasons that you know first divorce aren't really for this yeah. podcast but yeah like, yeah you know it, it, it um, he had a one hour a week visitation with his son mm. that was supervised and uh that might be too much but i don't know whatever i'll think about that later but um, <laughs> uh, if, anyway. if you can it, yeah. it in the new it was in the news article i read yeah, I, yeah I know. Uh, but you say what you want to say and we'll work through it well i guess it just one of the things that sucks the most about your friend being murdered is that they aren't <laughs> around anymore to to defend mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that part of it sucks when it's a media circus thing. Because mm-hmm. um, they're going to pull out everything. He's already been, they've already tried to drag him under mm-hmm. a bunch of different buses and none of that's really flown with any judge. It's just starting to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. This is going to be going on for a while. Yeah. So the reason it's a media circus is that on the morning of April 22nd of this year, he was uh, at the end of his weekly visitation with his son. Uh, he was uh, shot and killed by his ex-mother-in-law in the house 
where his ex-wife and his son were upstairs oh. and he was downstairs putting his shoes on oh. and getting ready to leave <laughs> and um it's already been ruled not to be the self-defense yeah. or at least not they're not really arguing that they sort of tried and the, like, oh, they didn't did really they? fly yeah already yeah and it hasn't even totally gone to trial they're, so i don't know what that's going to look like for the defense yeah but yeah, I mean, there's enough they still have enough they can say whatever yeah. they want but yeah, the forensic stuff about it is pretty pretty grimy. And we'll leave that out for just the sake of the family. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't need... Look, I mean, imagine. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Being shot 10 times in cold I blood. I mean, you can oh, gosh, read about times. it if you really want to. I yeah. mean, it's not... It's not... Well, it's I, weird because that... And that's, again, the, the thing that sucks so much is that since it's a media circus thing... It sucks. Like, it just feels so in our faces and yeah. present and i just choose not to read the news articles yeah. i know yeah. what i need to know right. um, about him and that i've i've gotten really fucking exhausted of talking but not and this isn't to say that i'm upset with my friends here who have never been part of an internet community or don't know this person yeah. mm-hmm. or that part of my life but like it when it first was going down and people would be like you know what's, what's wrong clearly something was wrong with me in the several days following mm-hmm. And I, I realized, like, when I was talking about it with people, oftentimes they would be like, man, but, like, what did that guy do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Even if he did yeah. something completely insane that he should have gone to jail for, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, unless it was, like, aggressive self-defense, there's there really nothing else rules. he could have done. Yeah. There are things yeah. that, like, like, e- like you're saying, even if... There right. is a fucking. Like, what are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. It's it just like the gossip matter. part of people's minds clicks on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Ooh, juicy." Yeah, it's not juicy. Yeah, no, no, um, no. I yeah. mean, the D, the DA in, in Las Vegas deemed it a quote execution. Wow, um, I, that's one of the headlines. Well, one of the one of our friends on the shiz who's uh, involved in law, he said that like it. That she probably just unloaded the entire clip into him, so in hopes that maybe it would look like that self defense more. Not, like, I don't know. I don't that, really yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He said that it, uh, that can be a thing sometimes. Well, she was she was an ex Las Vegas police detective herself. Yeah. So he was like, well, she probably knew that she might have a stronger case. Oh wow, that's interesting. And in that now it looks like way worse for her. Yeah. <laughs> because it's been deemed to be unprovoked by yeah. the coroner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't quote me on that. I'm not in court right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not in court. No. That's as far as I know. And well, and as the good thing is, is I highly doubt anyone's going to listen to this and that, you know, we don't have that many listeners. <laughs> um, I, a friend. So, okay. Um, he, uh, he had an older brother um, who organized um, a memorial service in Vegas with enough buffer time for those of us that could make it to mm-hmm. um to try to scrape up the money to fly or drive and uh and the, his family they, i think they at this point they knew about us and his friends there knew about us i uh one of the most psychedelic things that happened and it's like in a grief spiral where we forget that the shiz is not a pu- not a private forum mm-hmm. um oh weird you know okay. like you could google it yeah <laughs> So like I posted my on a, a thread about what was going on. I was like freaking out one night at like one in the morning, and I just put my phone number on there, which oh, some people wow. already had. But I was like, if anybody's awake and like wants to talk, I want to talk. Mm-hmm. Like you can call me. And I got a phone call from someone 
not on the shiz who Whoa. saw it and was one of an old childhood lifelong friend of his wow who called me to be like to to vent and to talk to me well, how did that how did you what, how, what was it, your it reaction gave me, it gave me chills and it also um, did it validate well okay it gave me chills because that was unexpected and i i just thought it would be someone from the shiz that was my friend yeah mm-hmm. but uh instead i got all this other it was it ended up being more than i bargained for mm, in terms yeah. of both this person's grief the information that they divulged to me and mm. um also just both of us really being just me angry and and her sad and being strangers raw and just it was too raw for us to like even really commiserate have you talked to her since yeah i met her at his memorial do you feel a connect like a friendship a connection with her yeah through your grief now yeah. yeah um do you think you'll keep in touch it's hard to say yeah yeah you know i mean i think that in a way that the experience of this specific memorial which i'll go into detail about and and me and the, the the Venn diagram of like or not Venn diagram but the the meeting of his internet community friends mm. about thirty or so of which ended up showing up for the memorial, which was probably a fifth of those mm. that would have if they could. Yeah. And his friends and family there who he grew up with, it was super surreal. Mm. And like I said, we could tell that his family knew who we were, so it was cool to be able to show them. We just showed up to be like, look, his. Reach. he mattered his reach yeah. was like global yeah. yeah so um your loss is felt yeah yeah mm-hmm. like it was it was good to be able to to show them that um to give i think that's one of the reasons that a news crew ended up being i, I have to assume invited by someone mm. maybe they just showed up in any case however they ended up there i think it ended up being good for the court case just to have this experience of love well, victim, and people traveling from around the, all around the yeah. country. Usually victim impact statements aren't heard or seen or, or victim impact is not seen until the sentencing phase of a trial. So yeah. that is, I mean, you don't have, it's very rare that in a, a state versus in a case of murder, homicide, that uh, you get uh, anyone that is related to the victim on state or on stand to say anything about the person and their and how great they were and this that it is very rare correct Mm -hmm. me if i'm wrong but it's very rare to have that so you're i think it's and this is speculation but going to be helpful because then you're you're create you're putting a name to a or you're putting a a personality to a face and a name and someone who can't speak for themselves anymore and and the fact that there's right. multiple people from across the world yeah that show up to say like look our, we're affected yeah. yeah what happened wasn't okay no yeah and, i mean and we all got the chance to say memories of him and and uh was it yeah so and meet his family and yeah tell us about that a little bit about the experience it was super crazy so his uh one of his one of his regular jobs was working for a limousine company and so, like, we found out just days before, you know, the service that, like, for those of us that were able to make it, like, the limousine company sponsored free rides for all of us. Oh, that's awesome. Which was just kind of really adorable yeah. in a way. Like, get yeah. off the plane and there's a guy with a with a placard oh. with your name on it, like, waiting for you. <laughs> and that was really cool. So, did and, you have uh, to contact the family before and say we're there coming? Was, there were a few people who were 
like ultra the closest to him from the board that were in contact with his family That's so they awesome. gave him like a list of names and stuff That's awesome. and then his mother worked for the hotel where the service was held was this in vegas yes okay like downtown okay. okay and uh and the hotel sponsored rooms single king bedrooms for all of us oh and my it was like gosh. super awesome they like really rolled out this red carpet i don't and that's the thing is like not that it fucking matters because this is an awful thing that happened but i like if that outpouring of love and um generosity and just like giving yeah. would not typically happen to someone that was a bad person. No, he, right. he was Do you see born what I'm and raised saying? in Las Vegas. He was 30, yeah. 32 when he died and lived there his whole life. Yeah. And it wasn't just two or three of us that needed hotel rooms. It was like yeah. two dozen people. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, wow. No matter how much someone, or when your people here ask, well, what did he do? Or why? Yeah. You know, that it does, like, it's pretty clear that this was a. In Something blood. extra <laughs> like, unusually wrong is going on. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it's not to do with the victim. No. Exactly. Right. I mean, because whether... I know people don't intend this. My friends don't intend this. But that que- the question, what, what did this guy do, like, implies that he maybe somehow deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or, I don't know, in some regard, on some side of some yeah. story was asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the case. Not, yeah. So, no. I'm not afraid to say that, but... Yeah, you, uh, no. Um... But like, so that was all, that all made it really, that is like beautiful and awesome as that was. It was really surreal. And like, it wasn't surreal for us to be around each other together, the internet community, because we've all hung out in person many times at this point in our lives. Um, But like, we, uh, some of us were sitting in like the second row behind his family during the service, which was in this big banquet hall that had like tons of food and like video game playing stations everywhere mm-hmm. and like a bunch of his stuff everywhere which was super strange but yeah. like under- kind of understandable i guess it was in a hotel yeah yeah in a big in a big like room. where you would normally have like a wedding reception yeah it was like yeah. that kind of room yeah. like a big one with a high ceiling and wow. stuff um so they had belongings of his there yeah his brother had and his roommate kind of set up this whole like museum of him wow which was like cool yeah and it's really hard to like peruse yeah but ultimately good mm-hmm. and uh there was an open bar which i'd never seen at a memorial service awesome. before <laughs> which totally made sense I'm even here though for he that. didn't <laughs> yeah it kind of makes sense but yeah. Um, yeah i mean that's awesome well they really did everything they could to make to make us feel welcome and to make that's a so safe special. space for his yes. family too yeah because they don't know us yeah but they know that we were a big part of his life yeah I'm rambling. Well, but. and no, we always say that a funeral or a memorial service is not for the dead; it's for the living. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that is beautiful, well, honestly. The um, but so once it was time for things to like the lights kind of went down, and it was like, okay, it's time for this thing to kick off. Um, his brother, who was probably the closest thing to. And I mean this in the absolute best way possible, but like a real Ted Theodore Logan, like that I've ever met in my life, <laughs> ever. Like this beautiful, long-haired man. He's like a rocker, a little uh-huh. older. He's like his late thirties, I think. Um, you know, this guy just lost his little brother, one of the most yeah. important people in his life, one of his best friends. So he, the lights go down, and like, um, if you're not a pro wrestling fan, 
uh, there was a guy named Shawn Michaels who was really big in the 90s and 2000s. And he, for some of his career, if not the whole thing, his entrance music was this song called Sexy Boy, which was like okay. started blaring out of uh-huh, the speakers. Okay. okay. And there was like two big screens that played like the same stuff that would play in like an arena if it was a wrestling <laughs> show. Oh, and Shawn God. Michaels was about to run out. And his brother like is like running down the aisle like like headbanging and like giving devil horns and like he had like a macho man randy savage and plushed all they like threw <laughs> oh at someone my God. and like one of my one of my friends i was sitting next to we were like no he's not doing this but like in the best way like <laughs> yeah. we were losing it and, like, like this laughing is actually happening. Like, <laughs> Holy like, fucking shit. i can't believe that i'm experiencing this in my life <laughs> oh it was so the opposite of every other memorial service I've ever been oh, to. Which is, yeah. those are the best. He was like, yeah. let's just like do something different. Do something that he would laugh at. Yeah. Yeah. So. So this memorial service was sep- separate from the funeral service or? Um, the, to the, I see, I don't even know if there was like a more proper somber. Gotcha. Sort of funeral service. Okay. Yeah. This was just like a hang. <laughs> that had a host and a podium. In a fucking in ho- hotel. In, yeah. Vegas, in Vegas. In a banquet hall which yeah. i can only imagine would normally cost yeah 40 grand <laughs> yeah you know or more with an open bar like yeah i have no idea but i i i, I yeah, it's funny i never really thought to wonder if there was like a different like family only thing it's that's yeah. okay either way mm-hmm. yeah but, um, oh yeah um you do what you gotta do and you know his brother like really did his best to try to make it like a celebration of life mm-hmm, yeah. i mean but that immediately got really complicated and hard and didn't take long for everyone to start crying mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. um grief is weird yeah yeah it is so you know a bunch of us are going up there and giving some some stories and i mostly just went up and ragged on my own personal hygiene <laughs> to try to <laughs> the mood a little. i was like i was like you know i had all this stuff i wanted to say today going through my head when i was taking a shower which is rare for me. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like that too. It was, yeah. It was a it was a good space for that. <laughs> yeah. A little levity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, and you know, we had to meet some of his old friends and stuff, and they were like, everybody was like, so, I don't know. One of the so I don't know. The heaviest part was toward the end. One of his friends showed us a video he had recorded of himself singing a little bit of the first verse and chorus of uh, the song your song by elton john oh. uh, to her on her birthday oh, um, of him he sung, sang it to her oh. little video <laughs> and uh oh shit and that he sent that video to her and it was the morning that he was killed she told us that and it was like <laughs> We got to see what was probably like the last piece of music he ever heard in his life, and uh, that was probably the most devastating thing oh I've ever experienced gosh. at a memorial service. Yeah. What? Oh um, God, was it? She like played it on. The he yeah, it was like him in his car and was just recording himself on like a stand mm-hmm. and just addressing her because that was her birthday. Oh um, my gosh! What a thoughtful friend like, though to yeah. like send a song on. And that song, birthday. Yeah. yeah, one to hear on your the on your birthday. The, God. Yeah. Like the chorus of the song yes. is this world. What a world this is yeah. when how wonderful life is. How, how wonderful well, life is with you in the world. Yeah. And then he was murdered like two hours later. 
it's something that like I will never shake totally. No. Um, not I mean, even if I just knew that information, I wouldn't be able to shake it. But I haven't seen the video. Do you think there's a part of you that feels like that? I don't know. Seeing that, or, and or even just knowing it, um, and looking that in the face, and having that on your like forevermore with you. Well, it makes your grief more real. It kind of makes no, it like, no. No, it solidified my love for him. Mm. Not solidified, but it strengthened it. Or mm-hmm. it made it even more concrete for me mm-hmm. that this was my friend and this is a real thing he really did and would do um, just because it, he's a good guy. Yeah. And uh, I guess I kind of tr- hate, this is the first time I've ever said that out loud, the details of like the video and how like mm-hmm. horribly, it's so weirdly sad that it doesn't feel real saying out loud it feels like we must be all exaggerating right (laughs) but that's that's why stranger than fiction is a term yeah oh yeah yeah. i mean yeah that's what it's all (sighs) like if you wrote that into a movie people would be like that's really cheesy and it would seem schmaltzy (laughs) it would seem overwrought totally yeah totally i i totally get what you're saying i think that yeah i mean i get it but i think it because it is stranger than fiction because it is so heavy yeah, it's so heavy that it almost uh, it's give, it gives credit. Oh, it gives yeah. credit to the fucking travesty that this is. Yeah. It makes it it makes you almost want to bang your head against a wall even harder because it's. I mean, there were definitely a couple of us that were literally just like borderline pounding the ground yeah. at that point. Yeah, that was after a couple hours, but. And then, you know, you have family members that are, like, freaking out. One of one of our buddies told us that, like, he had a family member who seemed like he was, like, losing it, kind of, and who told him all these things. He was like, do you want to know what really happened? And so my friend was like, sure. And then he told him, he asked me, he was like, do you want to know what really happened? And I was like, uh... I don't know. And his girlfriend like came over to me who I had just met like that, you know, weekend. And she like just already like gave me this big, she was like holding on to me and I was like, okay, what really happened? And I wasn't really ready to hear it. But then the guy that originally told him all this stuff was like, you guys want to see some pictures? And they were like, fuck no. Wait, (laughs) pictures of what? Like the forensic file pictures. He had them. And we were like, no, absolutely no. not. Oh, I do God. not need to see it. No. I, be- I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why they typically don't, they advise. I don't know how he got it. Not yeah. To- I mean, maybe they're public record and some people. They're not. Yeah. I they're absolutely not. <laughs> I can go ahead and say that there's something going on in Vegas. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that I that's, there's no way he should have that unless he was fucking with you, which. I don't, you know, I didn't talk to the source person. Yeah. So there could be a little bit of game of telephone in, yeah. in, in that part of it. But, but my friend that told me, I mean, he, I think, I think he needed to get it out of it. He needed to say it out loud because no one else really had this information. Yeah. You know, and he was losing it on yeah. having that to himself. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, that's it's heavy. as bad as it was. I mean, even the stuff that's just in the news is really bad. And yeah. thinking about like like the memories I have from being three years old, three years old, <laughs> three ish is around the time I think most people start having va- at least vague memories. Mm. And so that's how old his son was. As mm. I will reiterate, was in the house where this happened. 
and like for some reason the, the when i read the news article the thing that really like made me start like crying the hardest was when the this guy they described the fire department showing up to let his ex-wife and his son out of the top story of the house with through a ladder out the window and i'm like i guarantee you there are two things that kid will will remember yeah or Mm -hmm. suddenly remember when he's a teenager or something which is the gunshots the gunshots yeah and being let out of a window by the fire department i mean there's this whole oh my um, my speculative mind is just running (laughs) there's a hashtag that his family always posts when they post about this which is justice for sean and Mm -hmm. to me we talked a lot about what that meant to us, you know, mm. in, in little groups and corners over the weekend, because some of us were there for like four days. And um, for me, justice for Sean isn't like the death penalty per se or anything like that. It's making sure that his son is cared for. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely already working on plans to start up a fund for him to just have let's talk about that yeah. yeah something for himself to have in lieu of not having a father yeah. anymore. Because that's know. that takes a huge. I mean, that takes away, not having a father, especially a father that is actively trying to be involved, Mm -hmm. that takes away a lot from that child. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk, when, when, or if you're, you'd rather, when, when that is finalized, let us know. Okay. And we are happy to share that information. That sounds good. Because I think that that's something, I can't think of a three-year-old growing up with a father who was, yeah, murdered by... Yeah. By, a By his grandmother. Member. Yeah. I mean, she took she took all chances of him having that relationship away. Yeah. He lost his father and his grandmother. Yeah. In one fell swoop. Yeah. And, and uh, who knows what else he'll lose mm-hmm. just in this, like, because one day he'll be, he'll find this all out. Oh, yeah. It won't you know? take long. No. And no. it's going to be. It'll be soon. And he, so there needs to be a fund for his future, for his therapy. Therapy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not just education, which is like, that's way far in the future. More like, more like, like the problem is since it doesn't seem like anybody is friends with his mother, the, the child's mother. Yeah. I think part of the court battle is going to be enabling his aunts, uncles and other grandparents to have access to help to say, Mm Mm-hmm. And like we're taking him to get him help and counseling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even if maybe she'll want to. I don't know this woman, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where it shouldn't just be her job. Right. Yeah. One of the thing, one of the things that has made all of this so crazy. I mean, sorry, it might be sloppy. I don't really know where we left off. <laughs> it's okay. But I mean, so I went to this thing. It was really cathartic, but again, there was in a lot of ways it was sort of. A lot to it was a lot to take in some of which we didn't expect to be confronted with and yeah. and when i got home i didn't like feel better mm. um and i've i mean like last night i mean it's it's kind of all i've thought about all day every day since mm-hmm. then it's been like five weeks now like last night i was walking down down street downtown and i could hear like fireworks in the distance and it was all i could think about if I give myself five minutes not to think about it, something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the cool thing is that we, um, as a, as a, his music community friends, we immediately uh, banded together to, to do a tribute project to him um, using mostly video game music songs that we knew he really liked or really mm-hmm. any song that um, reminded us of him to 
or write originals. Yeah. One guy wrote a whole hour-long album, you know. Like, wow. Um, and so <laughs> oh, that stuff geez. all got released this week, and that was really cool. Um, I contributed an electric guitar arrangement of the Elton John song. Oh, um, Jace. It's fucking and, awesome. And it's really neat, I think. You guys so, can find that. Yeah, online. that's what. where could yeah. we find that, and is there... Um, the, uh, the, the forum that, that sponsored other than the shiz, but as a side forum that sponsored the, the tribute is called the dwelling of duels, which is a long running electric guitar comp or guitar competition. Okay. That's a, a monthly thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's on their website, uh, dwelling of duels.net, I believe. And, uh, his name on the shiz was Damon nine, six, two, three, D A E M O N. And so you can easily find that if you just look it up. But uh, yeah, we'll find him. Post there's a lot of music. Most of it is super niche and nerdy, which is just the way he would have liked it. Yeah. Um, but it's, was there it's anything kind of a neat thing. tied to that? That um, what is it free or? Oh yeah. It, yeah. Oh, it's free. Okay. It's just okay. there for anyone to enjoy. There's one. There's one track in particular. This is where it gets okay. I'm gonna like. This is the real nerd shit. Right <laughs> <here>. so, <laughs> Let's have it. So Play like, it on us. Someone will understand it. So there's there's a movie called The Goonies. <laughs> oh. oh, oh wait, oh. I'm sorry. What? Sorry, yeah. I don't know that movie. Well, I don't know who Sean Astin is. It never had a <laughs> it never had a sequel, but the video game version of it did. It's called Goonies Two for the Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System. Wait, what? That's where you lost me. I had no idea. <laughs> there's a Goonies Two the video game, even though there's no Goonies Two the movie. Um, Seven and the, would know this. <laughs> and the title screen song for that movie or for that video game is an arrangement of "The Goonies Are Good Enough" by Cyndi Lauper. Um, but it's a lot different in vibe, and it feels a little bit more like rocking. It's not like a doo wopy song. I wish you guys could see our face right now. I am like super intrigued. Well, this was yes. the, cor- the cornerstone of the pro- of the music project. And this is something that I think, if you have even a passing interest in that movie or that song or this story. That's the one song you have to listen to <laughs> because um, our a band that's part of the forum called Martial Art, um, who were split between members in Canada and Russia, had the idea. Okay, so there's this clip which opens the, the song that we put out where it's, it's our friend Sean at um, a video game music festival wrangling people literally in a hallway <laughs> to try to record <laughs> just like at... Of, in a spontaneous moment to have people sing the melody I'm using air quotes as I say sing the melody <laughs> uh, to the NES version of Goonies Are Good Enough and he's trying to like ex- like guide people to teach them what, how, what to sing and then he just like says fuck that he says it's fucking Goonies too you know it and then like counts it off <laughs> three two one go and then like when he says go then it busts into like our arrangement of the song oh that's awesome but it ends up being like 40 musicians that are on this one oh, track wow and there are people on there from uh Everywhere from Iceland and Poland and Russia to all over the United States wow, and wow. Canada. And, uh, this person and it's a mattered. pretty kick-ass piece of music yeah. and also like a pretty, like, the perfect appropriate tribute. Oh, yeah. So, um, Like, from, he'd be happy. I mean, from, from, the, from the fallout of this situation, you know, it was cathartic to be involved in it. I mean, I couldn't sure. really get through a single take of my song without... Uh, crying mm-hmm. yeah but like and I didn't even want to do it I wanted yeah. to do it but like I didn't think I could yeah and then I forced myself to and I felt better I did yeah. feel better at the mm-hmm. end of it so Good. using the 
turning the grief into creative energy was part of this process for all, all of us. It's huge. Yeah, and I definitely recommend that to yeah. people, even if you don't think of yourself as a great artist. Just try to do something. Well, I don't know if you know uh, who Mark Malman is. I don't think so. Okay. Um, he, you know Dan Geller? Absolutely. Okay, so Dan Geller and Mark Malman were in a, a band called Ruby Isle. And uh, Mark Malman has, like, he broke the Guinness Book of World Records for longest performing Longest time performing music without sleeping. Dear Lord. Like he like would <laughs> pee on in a bottle on stage type thing. Like he's 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 wildly brilliant and there's a thin line between brilliant and insanity. <laughs> and he just kinda teeters on that line, but he has had some really terrible shit and he wrote a book recently about uh grief and how music helps you with grief and he'll be on this podcast soon. Um but I, I think that's so important to highlight that whatever trauma you've gone through, whatever loss you've experienced and whatever outlet you have to help you with grief or to help you process the grief, to spend time with the grief, it's important and it's extremely important to recognize that and to whatever outlet you have Pos- obviously positive outlets are preferred um give that time so music being yours um i understand what you say when you said i didn't want to do it some Ra- people made paintings you know all, you do whatever writing is my mm-hmm. like i love to write um, yeah, writing like, is definitely this my was catharsis. definitely a situation for fucking change and some people you're relieved by i was speechless yeah i couldn't articulate it in yeah. a facebook post yeah it was, wasn't that yeah <laughs> yeah i get that though i mean i get that and i think that you know, I get what you said when you said you didn't want to do You wanted to do it, but you didn't want to do it. Like it's I like, just thought it was going to hurt more to confront it, and it did for the first like half hour I was working on it. And then it helped. And then it was fine, and then it helped. Yeah, then it helped. Um, so that's awesome, and we'll definitely post um, information about it. I can give you guys links to yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I said, when you get the actual, when the fund is up and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of those things like that's the thing that definitely needs to happen. Um, a lot of times in grief, people say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and that doesn't happen, but I have faith that this will happen. And also, this is one of those things where I'm sure some people on the shows and some of his family members will listen to this, and I mean, if I, if I misspoke or got anything wrong, I apologize. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I didn't get anything dr- drastic wrong or, yeah. or like dramatic, but um, I mean... I definitely did the thing, like, for example, when I was working on the song on the Elton John arrangement, I literally told myself that it was, like, a few weeks before he died or something. Mm. I could for, literally forgot that detail because oh, I, yeah. like, literally, literally, like, blocked it out of my memory. Yeah. I, I absolutely got that wrong because yeah. I just, I think that part to get through it part of me like needed to forget yeah which is real was upsetting when, yeah. I, when I was corrected on that because yeah. I then I was like yeah holy fuck of course I remember that yeah now. yeah but the brain be crazy oh yeah <laughs> we've had that hap- as a fallout from with some of our guests that they relay their experience and maybe it was a parent who died and their siblings listened to their episode and go that was not my experience yeah. you got things I wrong didn't, I didn't when we released yeah. episode one I didn't speak to my eldest sister for two months yeah because her experience was very different from mine but your grief is your process and it's that's the whole 
that's one of the reasons that I don't mind being a little public with it. I don't mind keeping a dialogue about it with other people and with his family because it didn't like I wasn't arguing like of course I got that wrong not of mm-hmm. course I got it wrong but like <laughs> I didn't argue about it I wasn't yeah. like no it wasn't this way yeah no. yeah no I got it wrong yeah and yeah that's okay I'm yeah. glad I know yeah. that now yeah absolutely and and you can understand the reason or how you could get it wrong mm-hmm. there's a why behind that <laughs> like you yeah. you yeah there was a reason for that um this is a really fucking tragic thing that happened and if everything you're saying about this guy and the amount of people that have come together and the amount of people that have been affected it is overwhelmingly clear to me that this is a a huge loss yes and a loss that will always be there and a loss that um unfair um it sounds like a fucking great guy um one of those dudes I'm like man I had a like, good time I feel like yeah. I, I wish I had known him <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean like, yeah. and, and I'm sad him. I'm sad even just talking to you that I won't know him yeah do you know what I mean like it makes me sad yeah. and, and there's, there's something person. really there's a specific darker dimension about murder somehow oh, oh of course because well because even with like like suicide is horrible mm-hmm. but at least you can tell yourself that maybe they needed it in that moment yeah as awful as that is to confront and suicide is so hard, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying any of it's fun or easy, and I'm not trying to make it a contest. <laughs> no I'm just Olympics. saying it's different. Yeah. Well, it's, oh it's, yeah, in absolutely. a way that I've just never experienced. Well, like I was just thinking when you were saying that, like with um, like cancer, and when you know someone's gonna die, and that is awful and painful, and you're watching it, but you don't fucking watch a video or hear details of how every cell in the body changes and multiplies to in their breathing this that and the other when my friend tommy was murdered i had to learn details about how a bullet pierced his heart lung and liver and then went into the car seat behind him you know what i mean and and i had to hear stories of how the blood covered my friend tyler's feet who was in the back seat you know what i mean and i had to hear graphic shit that you can avoid that shit when when it's uh a, a terminal illness or I mean it, it, in a criminal case that shit autopsy photos are shown there's there's yeah. it's not fucking fun and even if it's and this is awful and it's t- fucking terrible and I hope no one I hate that anyone has to experience someone dying in a car accident mm-hmm. but you don't short of having to identify a body you don't have to sit for weeks on end in a courtroom or sit for weeks on end reading descriptions of what happened in that courtroom. Mm-hmm. They had to use DNA samples to identify Sean. What? Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. See, that's, that's where it starts getting where I feel like I'm on some no, kind of dark Jerry no, Springer. No, like, no. Why, not your fault, but like, why did I say that? No, because it's fucking serious what happened, and it, yeah. it it it's not okay what happened. Do you understand? Like it's not okay. Like these, this is the severity of this, and this is there's no human element in what happened to him. The person that did that, I I I have a hard time seeing as a human. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
There's really no nice, neat little package to wrap this up in, but there's not a lot more I can add to this story other than specific questions you guys may have. Um, well, I think this is a good time to go into what we normally ask people. Well, before before we go into that, I wanted to ask you, what is one of your favorite or best yeah. memories yes. or something he said that will always stay with you? Um. I mean, this is egotistical, but he wrote, he was, he was a big double Ferrari fan, which is, you know, my band and mm-hmm. the brigade is our other project where it's our original music. And, uh, he was, he just wrote me this, like, he just put posted on my Facebook wall out of the blue one day, um, after the double Ferrari album was released in 2017, he said, and every single one of these sentences is a ref, a sly reference to every single song title on the mm-hmm. album. But he said, I want to build a house of double Ferrari vinyl and live in it so I can dream of punk-worshipping barbarians who burn their tongues off in a ritual <laughs> to absorb the power and knowledge of their irradiated sea mammal foes <laughs> while riding eviscerated horses to their final victory before straddling the vehicular pyramid of power that rockets into the sun, leaving in its wake the music of a newly united world. <laughs> I was just like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> And so you're going to put that on a t-shirt, <laughs> right? Yeah. That was a good memory. Um, and yeah. that's, that's totally, I think it's fine for me to be delighted by that. Oh, so absolutely. It's just him jerking me off. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's, that's was a, a good time, friend. Yeah. There was a time uh, last year in LA when Bit Brigade was playing. He was, he came out to see us there and, uh, and he was talking to me and one of the other members of the band, who's a little bit more of a stoic dude than I am. And he was like, He's like, you know, he looks at the other guy. He goes, I feel like Jace just has this like big dick energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, I was like, don't you agree? Doesn't Jace have like big dick energy? And he was just like squirming and not be like, I don't know. And I was dying laughing. And he didn't That's even do it to make him squirm. He was just being excited. And, yeah. And being kind of s- silly about it. And That's sort so of stupid. <laughs> yeah. There's a million stories like that. But yeah. Awesome. But those are the ones that really stick out. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, we bonded hard over the Simpsons. And there's a lot of stuff about that too. But yeah. I could go on. But yeah. So there are two things. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. That. Yeah. So at the end of every episode, we have a series of questions that we ask all of our first time guests. And so this is your second episode, but we wanted to save it for this. So it kind of will encompass all of your thoughts from being with us tonight. Mm-hmm. So um, because of your experiences, what is something you would try to do to support a friend who has lost someone they care about? Just to be with them, even if it just meant sitting alone together in silence for a while and just so that they don't feel isolated. Yeah. Um, because I've been, I, that's been really good for me. And I think that sometimes people just need that just mm-hmm. to have a body around someone that they know cares, even if they don't want to talk, but just sit and cry. Yeah. And have someone that they know will listen to them do that without it bothering that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you go through things that are grievous, sometimes you feel like you just make other people around you feel awkward, and maybe you do, and that's not necessarily their fault. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're assholes, but um, it means a lot when someone will actually be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just need another yeah. heartbeat around. Yeah. That's the most important thing I feel like I can do. I don't really offer a lot, <laughs> um, but I can literally sit and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. that can help. That's why you and yeah. Seth, and, Seth and her boys. Yeah. Um, yeah real quick because we didn't talk about this at all have you ever thought about your funeral sure i mean it's a weird thing to ruminate on i don't i don't think it's like 
I don't like thinking about like things like how will I be remembered? I think like because I won't know, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Except that I mean I don't want it to be like that guy sucked and no one cared. <laughs> but yeah. I mean I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Um, but as far as like like what it would contain, what do you want to happen to your body? Yeah, no, that's something I have thought a lot about. Yeah. Which is like the people. If I have a preference, then I should make that known to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You should at least um, write it down on a piece of paper. I mean, yeah, but the, yeah, for sure. You know, and it should be a few different people because you never know who's actually still going to be around. Yeah. To take care of. Them. Yeah. <laughs> or no. Yeah. Um But I feel like it's one of those things where my friends and family, like, part of me is like, it feels weird to come up with like a literally a plan. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's necessary. It's completely yeah. necessary. <laughs> I mean, because it does put a lot of pressure on other on people to be like, they'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. why it's That's important. Or like, they'll come up with the proper tribute. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's why it is important. Well, yeah. Because I mean, in that it helps time, those people yeah. when they're when they're grieving you, because you will be grieved greatly. You know. Well, I, I yeah. It's it's been hard to think that way recently, but I mm-hmm. can't deny that I have mm-hmm. have done mm-hmm. that because I definitely can say that like Sean's service wasn't like his grand scheme, but and everybody has Ted Theodore Logan for a brother. Yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah. Anyway. So you don't know what you want? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't have a specific idea. Yeah. I will say like um, Athens, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Important. That's a big part of it. Absolutely. But all at the same time, I know my sister is not going to drag me up to yeah Chattanooga for no reason. Yeah. Do you want to be cremated or sure? Okay. I just yeah. seems I don't know. Is there any? I mean, if I could just be thrown into like a ditch, that would be fine yeah. with me <laughs> and eaten yeah. by raccoons. Yet you you don't want to burden anyone. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, Do I really wanted to be. <laughs> I want to be the easiest thing. Yeah. I don't need anyone to shoot my ashes out of a cannon would like you, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> would you donate your body to science? Or to uh, like the, organs, the body farm? The organs or? are for all. As we all yeah. know, you know, dead bodies have more um, uh, bodily autonomy than yeah. human women that are alive. So. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's so fucking sad and true. Mm. Oh, God. That's, that's our poll <laughs> quote. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so what song would you want played at your funeral? If there was a Anything song. Anything anybody wants. Okay. <laughs> whatever anybody thinks whatever of. Whatever anyone thinks of. Okay, then that's let me kinda, rephrase. That's a really good answer, I actually. like that, but I need, I know, Jason, I need to rephrase this question, because this was, I was an interviewer for a while. Okay. And um, if your life were a movie, Jace, what song would play when the credits rolled? Probably I Would Die For You, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck yeah that is a great one. Oh my gosh how have we not heard that one yeah. yet jace with the originality yes, that is great good job buddy i'm proud of you <laughs> oh that's good that's maybe one of our best answers uh, easily <laughs> now every time i hear that song i'm gonna think of jace <laughs> it's a lovely and really earnest yeah you know, yeah love song that's also like really forward-thinking and progressive and also like rocks mm-hmm. it's also prince yeah <laughs> i you love can't it go wrong no okay so how do you think you're going to die have you ever thought about how you how it's all gonna end 
It's always a I, weird question mm, to ask. Well, no, of course I do. Yeah. And I, I have had this bad feeling that I'm just going to like croak one day <laughs> out of nowhere over some something that I didn't know about that was wrong with me. Or you could just choke. <laughs> I almost did once. Ugh. And eating all by myself in a Thai restaurant in downtown Atlanta. Mm. I was choking on a piece of squid and there was no one around. From I couldn't cry out and the mm. stat, there was no one around. So scary. So I just kind of like tried to like hork myself <gasps> and it worked. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, that was in 2001 or two. So what'd you do after that? I was like, whoa, crazy. That might be... That could have been how I died. That yeah. would have been really lame. Um, <laughs> not that that squid. matters. Yeah, I choked on a piece of squid alone in a restaurant. Killed by calamari. So squid I, for one. One time, one time I fell down some stairs and on the way down, from, I like whiffed the first step because it was dark and I was in an apartment that I didn't wasn't familiar with. And I just whiffed the first step. I couldn't find the light for the for the stairs. And so time kind of slowed down like like bullet time. And I remember just thinking, in the PM, people die this way. Like on oh, the way, yeah. on the way before I even hit the stairs. Jeez. And luckily I just like got like a rug burn and rolled down a little bit good. and didn't die. Yeah. Well, very good. So. Yeah. Somebody died at a bar here, right? At All Good Bar. Oh, when no, I was in I college, someone fell down the stairs at All Good Bar and died. Yeah. I remember oh, my, that. like broke their neck. I don't really see. Sometimes that's like some final destination shit. Yeah. You know, those were like hard concrete stairs. Too, yeah. So. Oh, and drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awful. Um, Not the way to go. No. So if someone you knew was grieving, what food would you bring them to help them through there? Their favorite. Their favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a dish that you um, like to make. I mean, I can make New Orleans style red beans and rice. Oh, but not everybody wants that. I want I that, want that I right want now. That. Yes. I, uh, also, I'm not like a chef. That's I don't literally the fuck. only thing I can make. I want that. <laughs> Listen to me closely. I can the next event I host, that's your night. duty. Right. <laughs> I can do that for you. That's your duty. I will provide everything else. But it seems like even if like, you, everyone knows how to cook one thing yeah. really well, it seems yeah. like. I definitely have a lot so. of friends that would be like, I'd say like 40% of my friends would be, I would be like, let's order a pizza. What yeah. What do you like? Yeah. Yeah, with pineapple i think that seems like a really <laughs> i could be wrong but that feels like a very like southern living question yeah oh that the question we just asked the food question oh, oh. it totally is that's yeah. why but there's we've... so much food related to so funerals a lot and... what made us think of that question was for the first 30 episodes mm-hmm. when we asked people what would you do for a friend it was always like i just i'd be there and make a dish. Yeah. Like, so I bring like, them food. I bring them food. I don't think I would do it unsolicitedly because they, people oftentimes really lose their appetite and I don't want to force feed well, them. Well, that's yeah. why you should, I feel yeah. like. Like, you well, need to have something there. Well, rice is something you can keep in your freezer for when yeah. you're yeah. finally... We'll yeah. say red beans and rice. Good answer. Yeah. yeah it's a great answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. I, look, if it, it, whenever... Anytime I've been going through the shit, like... I'm I mean, not thinking about food. eating and I want some like fucking fried chicken. And then all of a sudden like, someone brings you food and you're like, wow, I didn't realize that mm-hmm. I needed this. Yes. That's why That's they call it point. comfort food. Mm-hmm. Comfort food. Like you need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so our final question, what is something you want to do before you die or like your make a wish day? If you had one day to have a perfect day. Those seems like two, two different questions. Well, kind of. yeah, I guess. You can answer them both. Yeah. Well, like well, the thing, one thing I know I would regret not having done before I die is publish a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
perfect day though would involve uh temperatures in the upper 70s <laughs> 30% humidity clear skies <laughs> um roller coasters <laughs> not all that not all day only that um yeah um and just uh good times with friends yeah um having some laughs and and uh being outside and just enjoying company yeah, yeah. I, I mean the thing is i i'm so fortunate in my life here in athens that i have that day a lot mm. and um i don't know i don't want for much more i mean would yeah. i like to like be on a bullet train and look at Mount Fuji from afar. Yes. If that'd be yeah. cool. But, but is that part of my perfect day? No. If all yeah. of your friends could be there, maybe. That's yeah, what it would, <laughs> I wouldn't be my perfect day if I didn't know anyone on the train. Yeah. That's uh, that's what made us start asking that question because mm-hmm. that I would have always said the same thing about travel and going somewhere cool. And then I had this experience with my, I have three God kids and a niece mm-hmm. and I thought, no, if I, you know, if I knew I was at the end, I would want to spend the day with them making memories with them so that they could have that last memory of me to go. Because they're the ones who matter most because they're the ones that are going to carry it on the longest, you and, know? And, and ends with a dance party and a smooch from a cute girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. That's my perfect day. I love that. Good weather, roller coasters, friends, dancing, smooch. <laughs> so, Jace, would you say that you're... Um, because you you have your mom and your sister, would you define your family as your friends? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. They they um I think in my adulthood I kind of evolved into what my friend Luke calls an outside cat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and That's um, a fucking big ups to Luke. That's yeah. good, Luke. <laughs> he's talked. He's he was That's talking. Good. I found that. I found that out. Not even from him. I found that oh out from gosh. another mutual friend who was visiting here from New York for a f- few reasons. And I was out of town. I was actually at the memorial. Um, oh wow! And for Sean and she told me they were talking about like what kind of she was. She was asking him like, what kind of woman do you think would be like right for Jace? And he was like, I don't know. I mean, he's like an outside cat. So. <laughs> My my mom and sister have done a really good job of like respecting and appreciating that about me instead of feeling bummed that I spend a lot of time sort of doing my own thing. Yeah. And you know, I'm not great um I'm not a great brother and son in the sense of like I don't call him every day. Yeah. And I know my mom would like that. Yeah, but but I just part of my um process of growing out of like you know, traumas and grief from childhood and teen years was just kind of building my own internal and external world mm-hmm. outside of my family life and now at the family the family life thing is good but it still involves a little bit of isolation on my part and i sure. do feel badly about that sometimes um but that's kind of yeah no i definitely like my sister is one of my best friends and and i love my mom yeah yeah so do uh your friends ever see your sister and mom? Not very many of them have met her. Yeah. Um, all my bandmates know them. Well, Jace, I do want to say that I'm so happy and glad that you're part of my family now. Aww. Same. And I mean that sincerely. Yeah. I'm so, ever since I met you, uh, I remember the first time I met you, it was funny. And then you coming over for uh, Seth's birthday party and you and Maddox just chilling for like hours. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and And I was like, this is fucking awesome because if it were 
literally anyone else, it'd be like, that's weird that that grown man is hanging out with Maddox. Yeah. But Jenny was like, me and Jenny both were like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. But also there's a little bit that Maddox is missing from a connection from an older man. Oh, that, yeah. For sure. You know, he needs that. Yeah, I was yeah. happy to chill with him. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was fuck, And that was like the moment I was like, I fucking love this dude. And then it ended with them watching Family Values Tour <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and then eventually Kid Rock's performance from Woodstock 99, which oh, I highly recommend everyone watch. <laughs> that's what y'all were watching. And yeah. I walked in and, and Jace is just like, basically, and we can edit this out if you'd like, drinking out of a Maker's Mark bottle. <laughs> and I'm like, why the fuck are we watching this? <laughs> It's a good question. I have a lot of answers for. You can, t- I can take that one to my friend's podcast called Podcast Ninety Nine, which is exclusively oh, about Woodstock Ninety Nine. That's oh, hilarious! Gosh. Great shout out, by the way. Yeah, I like that. Perfect. I like that a lot. Um, but no, Jace, I love you dearly. I'm glad to know love you. you. Too, You're fucking awesome. And as cliche as it may sound, I'm sorry that you are going through this. Um, but I mean that genuinely, and I think you believe that. So, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're always here for you. And and oh, yeah. now the funeral stories family is here for you. For so. sure. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? Nope. No. Just, <laughs> everybody, just try to take care of yourself and do something nice for yourself. There you go. Yeah. Also, Jace is actually a man of few words. So yeah. this was really cool. Yeah. To sit down and get some. Pull that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dude. Um. Okay. Wait. Before we leave, can you uh, shout out any sort of social media you want to? Be it for your band, a website, uh, anything. How people can find your band um, or you? The ACLU. I mean, they're not part of it. <laughs> Donate to them and Planned Parenthood. Yes, my boy, my boy. I love that. That's all. That's it. Okay. Okay. All right. Also, let me just say again: double Ferrari and bit grade. Sure. sure. <laughs> Use your Googles. ACLU and Planned Parenthood are the name of his bands. <laughs> thank you so much, Jace. Yes, thank you. How are we going to wrap you this up? So it's like in the middle of this. I thought, how are we going to end this show because it is heavy. Been heavy. But then you said something that stuck out to me. So I've actually got one. Okay, good. Let's do it. <laughs> Find a way to turn your grief into creative energy because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much, Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.